Hello and welcome to the Attack Action Podcast. I am Colin Honigman. I'm joined by Isaac, Ejok Frost, Jessen. We're here today to talk about Dromai. Isaac just won Road to Nats this past weekend, and we're bringing you an update to his deck tech. Uh, Isaac, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. I Yeah, I took out a surprise win at a Road to Nats. I played in two this weekend. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the first one I played Azalea. The second one I played Dromai. I managed to take it home with Dromai. Nice. Um, I feel like this is like a regular segment on our podcast now is like, Draw my updates, yeah. you know, because I just, I keep, I keep playing that hero. I'm exactly. Addicted. Well, you're good at it. You enjoy it. You keep winning things with it. So we keep bringing updates and today's deck tech, we're going to do a little bit different in the past. We've done some really deep dives today. We're going to keep it a little short and snappy. You're going to sleeve this card up. You're going to jump in your car. You're going to listen to this on the way to your armory or your Rojanats, and then you're going to win just like Isaac. So let's, let's get right into it. Uh, tell us real quick, like what kind of Dromai deck this is. Uh, yeah, so this is more of a uh, like control deck, right? So your game plan is to overwhelm your opponent through your board state and incremental advantages. It blocks really well. The threat density is very high and you can be pretty patient with the deck. So not not like the Queen of Dragons deck, which is a bit more aggro-y, little dragons and, uh, you know, funny attack action cards. This is a pure dragon deck with all your favorites in it. Um, so we've got a few updates from your last deck tech. Um, what, what changed this time? Why did you change it? Um, now the premier aggro deck in the meta is Lexi. Playing against Lexi it's better value for you to overwhelm her with your board state and be able to block better, right? So you're looking for these narrow windows to like play out a dragon. And then from then on, you can attack with the dragon every turn, unless Lexi uses one of her two or three attacks that turn to kill your dragon. And if she does, then that gives you more breathing room. You had to block with less cards and are able to play out more dragons. So, even though there is kind of an aggro deck in the meta, just the the strategy Dromai uses to attack her is uh, kind of a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. So I I went away from the hybrid strategy. I took out all the zero for fours, you know, as good as they are, and um, just ran more dragons, essentially. Any Any key dragons that came in or any other kind of support cards along with that? Yeah, Seeker's Mitts is huge or Seeker's Leggings, it's, if that's the configuration you run, because now you have a resource sync available at instant speed. So Dromai is able to go second with an Ash on deck. So that allows you in most matchups, probably except Guardian, you want to go second because you're able to pitch to create an Ash and still like block for 10 usually. So you don't really get punished for it. And you're able to like filter your hand a bit and um, start the second turn of the game with an Ash on deck. Um, I also, just for like sideboard space, uh, Passing Mirage is now mainboarded. Droma is such a popular deck now that most players are playing some degree of poppers. And like drawing a Passing Mirage turn zero or just like blocking for nine and playing one or, you know, just when it's convenient, it's not really a priority, but when it's convenient, 
playing a passing usually has like some degree of value into most decks you're gonna face. Um, I guess there are a few other additions I made, like um, Vincerakai is now in with Dust from the Red Desert. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dust is for Old Him, and it's like part of your win condition. And then Vincerakai is, you know, just a solid dragon. I didn't used to run it because it's just another expensive dragon, but um, I also added one more blue main board just to like accommodate that. So now it's like 10 out of 60 cards are blue. That's like one every two hands. And I added three Uvias. They're excellent in the mirror. They're great against Guardian. They're great against Ranger. They're kind of great against everybody just because it, because of the defensive nature of your deck and Uvia having six health, it's like hard for your opponent to deal with it and gives you like tiny bits of advantage. Yeah. the longer it stays out um it it's gone down markedly since old hymns now run anothos into dromai since they can just swing and kill it with their weapon rather than having to like hold and use a like a large attack or whatever one they have available mm -hmm. but it's still like when you play uvia out it still makes an ashwing and her right so two dragons for one card and kind of saves you six health because they have to hit her anyway. So still good value, just not quite as much as it used to be. Anyway, those are those are some of the or the new cards, and we can can talk about them more as they come up. Great. All right. So, um, what are like the main strategies and win conditions for this deck, generally speaking? Yeah, board presence essentially. Um, sometimes it borders on kind of fatigue. I now run all six D-Reacts, Sinks and Fates, and three Sand Covers and three Oasis Respites because I found that against Azalea, you can kind of get run over if you only have like six D-Reacts. Mm. Um, and the fact that uh, six out of 12 of your like pseudo D-Reacts are instants allows you to get over around dominate that much easier like if you draw them in hand so i've found that with all 12 you you can certainly beat azalea earlier in the game but you're except against guardian or old him specifically your win condition in this deck is uh board presence you know value out of dragons and because of the blocking power of the deck and the fact that once you have if you if your opponent gives you one window to play a dragon then that dragon is going to get more and more value the longer it's out all right so uh we're let's get into like matchups and sideboards but real quick uh what is kind of your main approach to sideboarding in general like how many cards are in the core and then what are you kind of thinking about when you're bringing stuff in from the sideboard? Sure. Um, it's kind of more streamlined than it used to be because it's not so much of a hybrid list anymore. Um, I have technically 51 cards main board. And then, you know, you can bring in nine or more. Um, and it kind of just comes down to how defensive or aggressive you want to be, like what your role is, like, against Ash, I'm the aggressor. So I'm going to bring in, you know, CNC and maybe Optimi or, you know, whatever um, against decks where I'm likely going to block out 
bring in more defense reactions. But most of the time, these nine cards will be like Sinks, Fates, and Command and Conquer. You know, will be the nine to fill it out. Against Old Him in an untimed match, I'm bringing in like maybe every card. Yeah. Yeah, every card. Easy. We love it. All right. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. So let's start matchup, talking about matchups, but let's start with the kind of meta heavy presence. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, but let's kind of just like get into specifics of uh, Lexi. Like what cards are coming in uh, and then what are you looking to to do to her? Sure. Yeah. So Lexi is not as favored for Dromai as you would think. Against Lexi, I'm bringing in Fates and Sinks and CNC. And this matchup is tough, right? It's you want to go second. Okay. Because the fuseless Lexi has less cards she can double arsenal. Usually they'll just arsenal an arrow and, you know, pass. And then they get a three arrow hand, but you get first real swing at the game with your uh, Seeker's Mitts um, Ash having been created. But yeah, Lexi is a lot to handle. Um, the the pressure is pretty constant. Um, and it, so it's important to know when to just full block out and, you know, when to, when to get your little windows, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, oftentimes you'll be looking at, oh, I could play Vincerakai and CNC and it'll be awesome. But you're like staring down like, you know, 17 damage or something. And the reality is you can like block everything out and just wait till them for them to have like a bit more of an off turn. And uh, that's kind of what you're looking for. It's possible to get high rolled, but um, there are these windows in the game. And then once you have a dragon out, you're like good to go. They probably do run like three to six poppers. Mm -hmm. So taking a huge gamble on like playing Necria is not really worth it, right? Like you don't want to put yourself in a losing position if you, you know, if your dragon gets popped. Totally. So, but you can still play Rake and you get three Ashwings and then you play a Yenderai or something. Those are all really hard for her to deal with and they're going to constantly get value for you. And, you know, attacking with the Ashwings first, they take damage if they want to pop your bigger dragon or whatever. And, you know, mm -hmm. using a popper still uses a card out of her hand. So there are a few other things like using your armor early is kind of fine because you're just going to get freaking drill shotted later. So... <laughs> You might as well like use it now when it's um, pertinent or you can like use it on the first drill shot or whatever. But, um, you know, it's important not to use your furnace and then have it get drill shotted that turn because mm -hmm. they can kill it. Um, mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Just be patient, you know. Be patient and don't be afraid to use your equipment early. I love that. Um, all right, let's talk yeah. about the the old man who won't be around for much longer, but still, I assume is going to be annoying. What are you bringing in? I assume is it always just you're going second? Like second's always just better. Uh, you want to go first against old him. You want to go first? Okay, great. So we're going first. Yeah. How many cards do you run in? What are you bringing in? Uh, you're running all seventy two cards. Woo. And Ghostly and Mage Master. So now you're running two Remembrances, so things change a little bit from where I used to be. Um, you're 
playing out your turns. You're trying to preserve your life to where you can use it as a resource later. The game's going to be really long, so you, you want to be able to trade um, or use your life instead of blocking when it comes up. And then you kind of play out cards to try to chip damage, force some tempo, strip cards out of their hands. Kind of You're kind of trying to chip and like ease the pressure off you. Um, so in this way, like playing out Miragai and Uvia and these kind of dragons are fine because you can uh, remembrance. Um, remember that you have six cards you can get back, right? Mm -hmm. So, and one of them has to be Tomaltai. So, you know, if you block with Optimai or you play out all your Miragais or you use a burn them all or block with them, like you need these cards back. Um, so don't block or use more than you can remembrance back in, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so on this first cycle, you have like, you have a bit of homework to do, right? You're, you're thinning your defense reactions and instants out of your deck while using them to preserve your life, right? Like you're trading your D reacts and stuff for their like spinal crushes, et cetera. Um, you need to save like it probably at least three, but like probably five blues because later on you're going to pitch stack your optimize play and you're going to pitch stack your ghostly touch play. So you mm. need X amount of blues in the deck for that. Most old hymns run like no room boots and just have AB one and crown of seeds. So if this is the case, I tie their crown first to like mm. trip them up better. And then when I remember it's Tomaltai, then I'll, I'll get their null rune. You need at least, to keep at least two Vincerakais in deck, you need to play out your two Dust of the Red Deserts and your Time Snap Potion ideally. And you need to make Ash, right? Mm. Like playing Sweeping Blow into CNC is great. Um, you know, playing Sweeping Blow, then attacking with an Ash Wing, getting those counters up. Oh yeah, that's the last thing. Got to get counters up on, on your uh, Ghostly Touch, obviously. Mm. Then once your two remembrances are played out and you have these cards in your deck and your Dust of the Red Deserts are out, et cetera, um, you have kind of like a variety of win conditions and they all kind of like function together. So you have, you can play out two Vincerakais without um, Phantasm, which is really powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I've ever been able to play them out together, which would be awesome. <laughs> but you can still, like if you play out Chromai, Miragai, Vincerakai without Phantasm, then you can like have a pretty powerful turn and then they have to like kill your Miragai or Vinny and then you still have one to like keep overwhelming on the next turn. Having at least two burn them alls out and enough red cards uh, just chips two damage a turn. And oftentimes you'll need that damage. Like they'll be at too high of a life total for you to like kill them in other ways. Um, like if you get to your end state and they can just take your your ghostly touch or block for nine and save a card and then kill passing the next turn, then you like lose the game, right? So things like Optimize and Ghostly only work if they're at a low enough life total. So mm. um, having at least two burn them alls gets you there. Uh, sometimes I'll use one of them earlier after Crown's gone because if they want to stop the arcane, it strips a whole another card from their hand and they don't have like a resource sink for the rest of their resources. So sometimes like that's worth the pressure, but usually you need at least two late. So then after you've chipped them down like this and like established a bit of a board state, yeah, your win condition looks like, you know, one turn will be like play Miragai, play Chromai, 
play Asvalai, play Passing Mirage or something. Then on their turn, they only have one action point and can only clear one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to do it again, mm-hmm. right? So overwhelming them this way to where you can still have huge turns is like, oh, I mean, you can just straight up win that way if your pitch stack is good enough. After that, you have your Optimai pitch stack, which is you pitched a Miragai and Optimai and two blues. So the Miragai is an arsenal and you're able to play out Miragai and Optimai and then you pitch stack to red after it so you swing for six no phantasm and six arcane which is huge <laughs> and Crazy. on their turn they have to kill optimi or kill Miragai. and if they kill Miragai, which they probably should and you get to swing with optimi again for six more arcane ideally sometimes there's some blues in that second hit which sucks but um you know that's like quite a lot of damage and get some gets them down there after this you have a hand coming up with like at least two blues but like probably like three blues one of them being a passing so then you can either time snap or um mage master uh, yeah mage master into passing into ghostly touch sometimes you can time snap then so then your ghostly touch has go again and you can like attack them with any dragons you have left um on the board and that ought to do it I know that's a lot, but it like takes kind of all of that. Nice. I just had a top eight game against old him and it, it lasted like at least an hour and a half though. So yeah. doing all of that within time is like really, really difficult. Um, totally. And through last thing throughout the game, you can like, like sometime if, if I'm just dying, right. I'll just like block or whatever. And then I'll just play passing Mirage. You can get it back later with remembrance. You only technically need one for later it's better to have all of them, but then they're, they have to kill it, right? They can't just keep attacking you and leave it on the board. So it'll buy you like a whole turn of a bunch of cards in your hand. Um, nice. So, you know, yeah. sometimes using that as kind of a safety valve is like, okay, it's, it is a, it is a fluid approach, but anyway, sorry. I know that was a freaking mouthful, but that, um, that's the hard one. That's what so, it is. Yeah. I think yeah. that's just, the way it goes um let's talk about uh kind of the new kind of up and coming fan favorite uzuri i see a lot of people trying this deck out no clear approach on the deck building but curious what kind of your thoughts are when you're presented uh with this opponent uh yeah so this is pretty favored for dromai fortunately um i don't have a ton of reps into it but it has always seemed favored um you know, you just defend really well. Mm. Um, so their Uzuri shenanigans don't have as much of an effect against you. And you're able to, um, you know, get less punished. It's always a game of patience. Um, they have a lot of poppers. So going all in on a play is like not what you're trying to do, mm. right? What you're trying to do is like play Rake and Uvia and then chip them down and if they're if they're swinging their weapons at ash wings or like popping ash wings or you know using their poppers which are kind of their threats also um you're able to just like play out more the one thing i will say so my um my most difficult usury opponent had like actually quite an aggressive deck which kind of surprised me um i was still able to you know get the win but um, just be aware that that's like definitely a possibility. Like there was no way this was going to fatigue. It was, um, you know, 
it was a lot to handle. Mm. But um, there is a possibility of them playing like kind of fatigue Uzuri and like having a ton of poppers and trying to like run you out of threats and attack your dragons. Um, so just being aware that if they are not really pressuring you and just seeming to like try to deck you, being aware that like a pitch stack, you know, might be where you want to be. Like it'll oftentimes go to second cycle and just like not playing out all your cards and then running out of threats, I feel like is, is like a way you could lose. In that match, ghostly touch could be like pretty valuable, even if you don't pair it with a passing play, but like if their deck is out of poppers, you don't need to take away phantasm. You can just hit them with it later and mm -hmm. for like 12 or whatever. Um, but I didn't have like seekers legs in the list. So I could have run the boots and just popped them. I just kind of ran into like a weird um, equipment thing mm -hmm. where I, I wanted like, I wanted to be able to make ash, but I was like, ah, do I use ghostly touch? Um, you know, anyway, so that that's yet to be determined, but like I might recommend ghostly and the boots because you can use the boots to make ash gotcha on your first turn if you want um for the sideboard are you just bringing in the defense reactions and command and conquer yeah i brought in all 12 and cnc so oasis respite and sand covers as well yeah um i don't remember if i brought in dust or not hmm I don't think so, but um, I didn't bring in Remembrance because I thought that that was plenty, and Remembrance like doesn't block and is weird and messes up your pitch stack and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, but I was at what fifty one, and then I brought in fifteen cards. So I was at sixty six cards because it can be like essentially Arachne, right? Yep. If they're running like all of those decking you cards, so it's like kind of the more the better, really. Gotcha, cool. Yeah, and then let's talk about the mirror. Sure. Um, I have very little competitive experience in the mirror, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I've like played it in practice uh, plenty, but I continuously build my deck to be good in the mirror also and have not faced a lot of Dromais. <laughs> but, <laughs> Lucky um, <you>. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as always, it's just like whoever has the, the board state wins, essentially. Um, so you're bringing in as few D-reacts as possible. Um, like, CNC's Dracona Optimi, um, Remembrance, um, all come in. And yeah, you're just trying to, like, that's part of the reason I have three Uvias. That's really good in the mirror. Rake's really good in the mirror. Um, like, Blue Dust Up. I mean, Blue Dust Up could very well be Blue Ember Moth Senapi, but I just have Blue Dust Up specifically because of the mirror, um, because it's like better for that matchup. I always just prioritize my board state. Mm. unless it's like they have no board state and it's you know i mean you can block sometimes but it's like oftentimes you're not blocking and playing out more dragons um dromides do run some poppers sometimes so you know try to kill other dragons before you attack then obviously uh Asvila is kind of an all-star um because if they play a rake and then you play an asvali you just slaughter their rake and the rake's like the best card in the matchup so mm -hmm. um i definitely would either pitch or arsenal as fly if you're not going to get full value out of it um rather than just like play it like if it's 
if neither of you have any dragons on the board and you just play out as white, it's kind of a, a waste of value because um, mm -hmm. they're just going to kill it. Mm -hmm. And then they're have more rakes than your as wise. Any, yeah. any other like notable, like MVP dragons in the mirror, you think? Um, Necria hundred percent because Necria's wording specifically is not hits a hero. So you can use Necria to kill their dragons and make yourself ash. And then when they go to kill Necria, it makes you more ash. Mm -hmm. I find oftentimes in these games, in order to kind of blow out your opponent, you can like burn up all your ash. And it seems that often somebody is kind of ahead in ash. Like somebody will have one or zero and somebody will have like four. And you're in so much more or better of a position if you, you know, have excess ash. And Necria just does that for you. Necria is the best. Nice. Let's kind of step through some other heroes um, and let's just like keep it to a couple thoughts on, you know, what you're thinking about sideboard wise and if there is any like notable strategy change. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll keep it a little more brief because I feel like some of these heroes are getting played too much, but I'm, I'm curious all the same. Um, so we'll, I'm going to go in alphabet, alphabetical order just because it's easier to keep track of what we talked about. So uh, we'll talk about Deal. Arachne. <laughs> uh, same as Azuri. Great. Love it. Although <laughs> easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone's worried about that one. Uh, Azalea. Yeah. yeah, Azalea is part of the reason the Oasis for Spites are also in. Mm. Um, she's like very aggressive and can like definitely kill you just good exchanges right if they're burning a million red cards and you can block out and take two damage awesome you can play a dragon later you know mm. if they're swinging for seven and you can block with two cards and play out a dragon perfect that's what you want to do when they had their off turn just patience you'll definitely win i i haven't lost to an azalea since i use all 12 he reacts all right uh bravo bravo's the same as old him with an increased likelihood of them being aggressive and the game not going to your end state, kind of. Mm. So you you play it the same, but um, because of Bravo's dominate and maybe increased pummels and stuff, you certainly prioritize arsenaling a D-React. All right, Briar. Yeah, it's just Fate, Sinks, and CNCs. You can often find windows where you kind of get an advantage and the more mid-rangey decks run more poppers, but they threaten less. Like, you're fine with that. If they're hyper-aggro, they run less poppers. And so your windows, like, pay off more, I guess. Rosetta is really good at killing two health dragons mm -hmm. and sending two arcane at you. But, um, you know, somebody like Yenderai or, you know, Miragai or any, any dragon with over two health um, is a bit more resilient. They're, st they're still just going to, like scar for a scar it or whatever but um at least that's damage you're not how about dash dashes play way differently so mm -hmm. it's hard to tell what kind of dash you're going to be up against but in my experience the way that dash beats you is by getting to their end game with like the pistol plan mm -hmm. so they can swing for like four 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 or five 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 or four 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 whatever you know um and that's pretty gnarly um, they can clear your board really easily or overwhelm you, you know, kill you in like a few turns. So because of that, 
you're essentially the aggressor. If they're boosting away their whole deck and just coming at you with cards and like not playing out items, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's still fine to block. It's not like a pure race, right? Like be smart. Like this costs them eight cards out of their deck and I can block all the damage, you know, I'll just block, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, be smart when you block, right? Like if you think they're being aggressive and they play out two cards and you block them, make sure you save the cards that if they use their last two cards in hand to play out an item, you're not like, oh shit, now I'm stuck with these, right? Like make sure you saved the two cards you want to be able to play. Nice. Uh, Dorinthia. So it's harder to beat Dory now because I have less cards that chip them first cycle because I have less attacks, but it's still kind of the same. Like you're going to block out and run them out of threats and pitch stack. First cycle, you can play out one three health or less dragon a turn and attack them with it. Chip them down while blocking. When you're getting close, so you need to like very close closely manage your like health and uh cards left in deck you know so when you're getting close to your pitch stack and you have like low 20s something 24 cards left in deck and you know 30 life or whatever then you pivot and you play out huge board states so they're gonna clear two dragons a turn with Dawnblade and get a bunch of counters but it doesn't matter because in order to do that, they can't block very much and you can attack them with dragons over and over again. If you if you play out big health dragons early, they're just going to get counters on Dawnblade mm. and then you won't be able to block them and they'll get more counters and then you'll just lose. Even if they get one counter, then they can just hit a dragon to keep it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it's pretty good when your game plan's going, but if they just blow you out once, it gets pretty tough. As, yeah, as it does with Dory. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about Phi? Phi is still really tough. Yeah. And maybe even tougher with the setup. I mean, you do block better, but... Totally. I don't know. Can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, Icelander, I mean, I guess she's still around, but she's kind of out of the meta, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I have less blues now. There's 11 and two yellow remembrances. Mm -hmm. You do have Oasis for Spite and Sand Cover. Um, it's, you know, it's still a good matchup. You do need reps on it, right? You can't just be, like, stupid and greedy and be like, oh, this is easy, I'm going to win, because they, like, chip you down really fast. They can definitely get you, so, you know, keep it tight. Nice. Uh, Kano? Um, so I don't have the my cause I don't have room. Bless your heart. Yeah. But <laughs> you have Oasis or Spite, Sand Cover, um, Rakes that give you AB and Tomotai. So that's like a lot of cards you want to see that pretty much let you beat Kano. Basically, if I thought there were going to be a lot of Kanos, I would run the my and more ab maybe mm. uh katsu uh katsu's tough like yeah. winning my road to nats i was fortunate that i did not face a katsu because that might be like a 25 75 match or something um i mean it's winnable for sure you can kind of kind of fatigue them so you're gonna block and make good exchanges still play dragons when you can just keep in mind that your dragons have less value 
their kadachis are like hyper efficient to get rid of them and then get hits and oftentimes dragons will equate to your opponent getting a card just keep that in mind when you're calculating your exchanges right like i mean yeah it's like still good to play like necria or vincerakai or something but it's really easy for them to kill all of these and then draw cards in order to you know then attack you um mm -hmm. which makes it really difficult uh all right let's talk about the brutes together because i feel like any levia right now is pretty much just wearing an old or reinar costume <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so brute is pretty much the same strategy as guardian um although it like never goes to the, the ghostly touch play it's essentially what happens um your top priority is to get a D-React or instant in Arsenal because of the intimidate mechanic. Mm -hmm. um, this deck really wants to block and bite its time and choose which cards. <laughs> and Reiner takes all of that away, right? Burn them all is really good. They'll almost never block the arcane. If they block the arcane and use a popper, then they're down to like two card hands, which is just like six vanilla damage. And you're just loving playing that game. So. Um, burn them all is pretty good. Oftentimes you'll hit second cycle and kind of almost run them out of poppers or they'll get bad hands just because they want to both use their poppers on your dragons and play them. I mean, it, it's scary, but I, you know, I haven't lost to a Reinar in ages. Yeah, for sure. Despite how scary it is. Uh, any, any words for Riptide? I'm not sure if you've had to play any yet. I mean, no offense, Riptide. He's very good into, like, Lexi and his niche, but the traps don't work on you, and mm -hmm. without that, he's just, like, a worse ranger. Yeah. You know? Bolton's pretty easy. You can just, like, maintain, like, keep a high life total. Like, odds are of you killing them before they combo are pretty low, mm -hmm. so keeping a higher life total and developing a board state is, you know, you're fine. Like, even if they pull off the combo, they're not going to kill you, and then you're you're just favored. Mm -hmm. When I say these games are favored, still, yeah, still keep it tight, you know? Yeah. Play, play a smart game, but... That's the Isaac Jessen way. Keep it tight. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, lastly, Viscerai. Uh, Viscerai is really tough, and I'm bummed people are playing him again. <laughs> just... You know, it's kind of the same deal. Like, you can still win through, like, patience and picking your windows and, like, blocking well when you can. But, um, you know, it, it's tough. It just It's like the Arcane and Rosetta make it really hard. Mm -hmm. It's harder than against Briar um, just because of that. Uh, Are you running? So, yeah, that, that matchup is tough. Null Rune Boots and then the standard Sinks, Fates, CNCs? Yeah. Cool. Um, Boom. And that's it. Yeah. Now you're ready nice. for wherever you're headed to. Uh, you've got Isaac's latest and greatest winning Dromai deck list. Isaac, thanks for walking us through this. You know, I feel like every time I'm learning something, even though we, you know, we've probably spent like five hours just doing these deck <laughs> decks. Um, but it's 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 an interesting and faceted hero, and I think that you know speaks to you as a, a pilot of it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we have previous, like, techs on Dromai on the channel that talk about, they kind of go in depth into different matchups and sideboards. Um, and 
even though the list is outdated, some, you know, a lot of these like matchups, the strategy has not changed much mm. or, you know, the play lines are still the same or whatever. So if you have more time and are more interested, um, those videos are not outdated. Yeah. They're just, the list is a little different. Yeah. We um, go into a lot of like the nuances of using the equipment and, you know, a, a lot of very specific details on things. So uh, check those out as well. We'll put those in the description. Uh, they're on YouTube, but this will be, we're going to release this on the podcast channel as well. So all of our, uh, audio files can just listen to this rather than trying to watch YouTube on their phone while driving to their RTN. So you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just listen it, do it on the way to RTN and no problem. You got this. Well, Smash everybody. Good luck, everybody. I do. I do have one last tip yeah. I thought of. I kept Snapdragon scalers in the list, mm. even though I'm not running all those zero for fours because you you don't really have any better boots mostly. <laughs> but um, blocking with your whole hand and playing red dust up into snaps into all your dragons is just a really, really strong play. Mm. It starts out with a hit effect, physical real damage, and gives everything go again. So... Um, you know, if you hate it, you can find room for two Toma Findals and just run the, you know, the Mage Masters. But um, I keep snaps for that reason. Nice. I love that. That's some big brain play right there. Awesome. Well, Isaac, thanks again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you like it, please like and subscribe. Share it with a friend. Good luck at your Road to Nats or wherever you're headed. And uh, we'll see y'all soon. Thanks, Colin. Good luck, everyone.